0: You're listening to the B2B Content Show, a podcast about the how, what, and why of B2B Content Marketing, a podcasting agency that helps B2B brands start podcasts to connect with prospects, grow brand awareness, and create better content. Now, you know, a lot of times when marketing leaders start a new job at a new company, they get there and they sort of look under the marketing hood and wonder, what, what's what been going on here before I got here? And they realized that to get the marketing function where it needs to be, they're going to have to make some changes. And that's what we're talking about today with my guest, Christian Kunkel. Christian is head of marketing at FingerCheck, which is a payroll and HR platform for small businesses. Christian, welcome to the show.
1: Great. Thanks. Thanks for having me.
0: Now, you've been with FingerCheck for
1: about three months now, right? Yeah, it's uh, three months, but it seems like a little bit longer.
0: <laughs> okay, great. Right. Well, so 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 when you so give, give us a little little context here. So where where were you coming from, and what led you to this new role at FingerCheck?
1: Yeah, I was actually prior to FingerCheck, I was head of growth and digital marketing at a at a fraud compliance fintech startup called Sardine, and really really int- great company. Great, great team, great coworkers, in an interesting space. Learned a lot about fraud and compliance, which personally I thought was, you know, just really cool coming from ad tech and Martech and a little bit of InsureTech. So it was a little bit different for me. I mean, I, you know, I got introduced to, I was really happy there, but I got introduced to our CEO at FingerCheck through, you know, mutual friend and a few coffees turned into an opportunity and it just happened that way. So it happened naturally. So I guess I'm one of the lucky ones who, were able to kind of naturally fit into a, a role with an opportunity that I was ready, ready to jump my, you know, sink my teeth into.
0: Yeah, indeed. Very cool. So now this was approximately three months ago. And so when you, when you got to finger check and you, and, and you're, they're bringing you as in as the head of marketing, you know, the, the new marketing boss. So when you first got there and you looked around, you know, what did you see sort of how had they been doing marketing?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, from, you know, taking it back just a step when you're looking, when you're about to join some place or you're, you're interviewing at a new company, you're kind of getting that, like, you know, that high level view of this is their website, their content, this is what their social. So you, you have kind of a sense of how they're doing things. And you kind of, maybe you question a few things, right? Because you're not used to doing that or that's just something different. So I think I had those kind of notions in my head. And what I really wanted to do was just go in and just meet the team and yeah. go in with a, an attitude of like, you know, I wasn't there to seek and destroy. I was there to really learn and just figure out, okay, what's working, what's not working and kind of match like what I thought might've not been working to the data, right, from the team. And I'm a big believer in some things don't look right, right? Cause you haven't done it, but they perform really high. So they make sense in terms of maybe converting, you know, converting leads to customers or, or you know, unknown leads to leads and things like that. So I think what I did was really lean in on to my team and they've been amazing and just lean into the organization touch pointing with, you know, internal SMEs and just really kind of getting a sense of lay of the land. And what I found out was that, uh, you know, I kept hearing the secret sauce of finger check. And I kept thinking, mm-hmm. you know, like people, they just really love the company. The product was really great, very innovative. And I kept hearing secret sauce. And the one thing I, I looked at was like, I get the brand and I get the kind I get why things were happening. And some of the data backed it up, some didn't, but I didn't really see that secret sauce, you know, in terms of their marketing and they were, and how they were speaking to their audience. And I think that's when I kind of, you know, took a step back and realized that, you know, there's things being done, I think, in a way, an enterprise company would have done it, not in terms of going after enterprise, but mm. in terms of a larger, a larger corporation, maybe like, you know, more traditional corporate marketing teams, where we have a lot more bodies, and they've got like, maybe a few people in social, versus, you know, the way we're doing it now, where we're kind of bootstrapping a little bit, but, you know, it was very process oriented. And I think, you know, I'm a a startup guy, (laughs) you know, startup marketer. And not that I don't love process. I always love to be buttoned up. But too much process, I think, just kills your ability to just actually go out and execute. And I think what I saw was there's a lot of process of, you know, taking an idea, then spending 50 or 60% of your time putting that idea in this, in a templatized, you know, Word doc or or scope of work, and then having it go through all the levels of, of approval. And by the time you do that, you kind of lost that secret sauce because things just, you're, you're, you're moving mm. slower and you're, you're kind of losing that when you go, when you go from ideation to execution. And I think I just brought that, you know, agility in terms of, you know, LinkedIn wasn't working. Let's just try something new tomorrow. Like I don't, I don't mm-hmm. want, I don't want to, I don't want a brief. Let's just, let's just like see what works.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. There are a lot, lot to unpack there. Let's dig into that a little bit. So first of all, the secret sauce Great, great phrase first. I just love it. And it kind of made me wonder, like, where does that come from? Exactly. It's got to be it's a cooking thing, obviously. Right. Or like, you know, and anyway, we all know what it means. But so you're saying that everyone talked about the secret sauce behind finger check. In, in other words, I mean, typically by that we mean like the thing that makes us tick, you know, like at the core of our value proposition. Right. I mean, that is, is that what we're talking
1: about? Yeah, and I think I think it's it's that, and just a little bit of working there at Finger Check and I think, you know, matching. Okay, what it what it was like to work at Finger Check Plus, like the, that value prop that really connected to customers and how they loved using the platform and how it was actually. Mm. I think in terms of, you know, we're built for small businesses, right? But we're built to make small businesses stronger, because the last thing you want to do as a small business owner is you've got so much worries, right, and headaches, and just stress to run the business, right. You, can, yeah. you know, payroll HR, things like that, they're important, but they they need to be done in a way where you're not losing time doing it, right? So we see ourselves as making small businesses stronger because we're alleviating those that time spent through automation, AI and things like that to make sure that business owners can focus on, you know, growing their business, not just versus running it, as we say. Yeah. So I think that's where that secret sauce kind of came from too is, is the company really felt that they were, you know, serving small business owners but making them making them and their businesses stronger. And I think that's where I got like this, you know, I felt like this, the secret sauce was there and and the people and the product.
0: Okay, got it. So, right. So it's kind of a combination. The secret sauce is sort of a combination of that value proposition that you just described, plus sort of like the vibe of the company, right? Like the, the people there and the vibe and the attitude and kind of the point of view, like all those things that are a little hard to quantify, but they all add up to like, we're finger check, you know. We're spe-
1: Like there's something special here, right? Exactly. And you know, I think, you know, I walk, you know, after meeting with a few people, you hear, you hear, you know, them speaking about the company, and and and, and in essence, what I heard was almost like one-liners that I could use for marketing. You know, I'm thinking, mm. okay, this is, you know, like oh, I'm on a client call and I heard this, or I was, you know, responding to a support request and we hear, you know, like it, I was like, okay, like this is what I, this is what we need to take. From the halls of finger check, right, or slack yeah. they said, and get it out and get it out there and fuse it into our content and marketing and I think that's where it all kind of started for me just mm-hmm. in the first few weeks
0: okay interesting and so and you're saying that the 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 marketing process was like too complex, maybe too convoluted, to the point where that secret sauce is sort of being strained out of it by the time a piece of content would go through the process and come out the other end, and what what was the problem that it felt like?
1: a little sterilized or something like that? You know, I think I've gone through this too myself, you know, and I've been in, and, and, you know, I come from startups mostly, but I've been in other companies, but even at startups, you kind of, I think it was just too much process as you scale. Mm. Like, I think, you know, as you scale and grow, you know, more teams, more people, more process comes and it kind of slows things down. I think at finger check, it was just a little bit too much process in terms of, you know, you know, instead of, you know, the way I like to go about things, like if there's a great content campaign, the idea, demand gen campaign i just want to get you know a few bullet points you know <laughs> and i want to get the gist of the idea and then let's go execute versus uh-huh. taking two days to put together a brief that I might make that that i i'm going to waste an hour reviewing or versus i'd rather just like work fluid right so that idea yeah. and that secret sauce stays stays alive because i think anything an idea is just as good as when it comes out right so you know, mm-hmm. like i found that yeah. a, you know there's times where you may have a good idea on a Thursday or Friday and you got to wait the whole weekend to implement it. It kind of loses its luster sometimes, or maybe you just lose the motivation to get it out. And I think the same kind of, my theory is that the same way it takes maybe two weeks to get, go through the process. By the time it comes out, it's, it's kind of old or you just don't feel as good about it. Cause it just went through too many checks and balances. Yeah. Um, okay. And, and I love two play things, right? I don't want bad things to go out, but I, I think in a way the startup mentality of, you know, just, you know, getting things out there fast and look and see if it works. I think as long as there's no typos and nothing crazy is being done, I think mm-hmm. you can lean into that as much as you want.
0: Yeah. Okay. So that's a way to keep the the secret sauce saucy or spicy, whatever kind of sauce it is. I don't, yeah, I just don't want it to dry up, you know. I want it to right.
1: get out. It's hot and let's go.
0: Well, you don't know, you want it to be bland in the end, right? Like right. Watered down. Okay. So, <laughs> so you've been there three months, which is not that long, not that long an amount of time. So, How have you gone about sort of changing, you know, taking this probably too long, this overbearing process and started kind of paring it down so that you can actually do what you just described? Like, how has that worked so far?
1: You know, I think first, you know, I want to, you know, I want to, you know, like I said before, I I don't want to come in and just destroy things. I didn't do them or I didn't, I wasn't there. You know, if it works, I want to lean into that, right? I think I also wanted to make sure that my team that, you know, maybe some people like process. And if that's something you're leaning to, then I can always, I think it's, you know, it's like a, it's like sports, right? You you coach to your players, right? You coach to your team strengths or you, you manage to your team strengths, and right? Like maybe for me, process isn't my strength, but for my, you know, my amazing growth marketer, it is. So mm-hmm. there's gotta be a push and pull there. So I think what I did was, I think there's always too much process no matter if you love it or not. So I kind of just kind of really leaned into the team, understood what they like to do, how they like to run one-on-ones, how they like to go through marketing, do you know what do they want to achieve? How does how do they like? How do we go from an ideation and a brainstorm meeting to execution? And then I just really got their feedback. I had my own feedback. I was like, okay, this doc's too long. Erase this 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 step. Let's you know that's that's half the process right there. But I really leaned into what 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 they liked, and I think in the end, in reality, some of the things we erased were, were just agreed upon items that I had in my head already. So you know, really, mm-hmm. I think was really came to a team a team decision, and I think once that happened. We kind of had like, you know, kind of, you know, like a, a weight was lifted off our, our shoulders. And I can actually go as an example mm. of it. just literally yesterday, I was we were talking to, you know, a salesperson or organization looking at certain numbers and why they were down in a segment of business that we can we can we should go re-engage, right? Let's let's get an email campaign going at the very least. And we found out was that the same segment went through the same problem before I got here. And the team had built out all this materials to do this campaign, which has never got off the ground. So I'm mm-hmm. you know, so I'm sitting there, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, this is like prime example, like where process might have killed it, but at the same time, we're gonna take what they built, iterate on it, update it, and we'll get it out next mm-hmm. week. Right? Like mm-hmm. this is that, that's the way it kind of like how 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 it works, I guess, in action. And it's just really starting small baby steps. I think, you know, first it was all right, like this is your LinkedIn strategy. Let's just tweak one thing tomorrow. Let's not talk about it or think about it, let's just tweak one thing because nothing bad's gonna happen if you just tweaking mm-hmm. your copy or your or your format right. with one LinkedIn post. And let's just start doing it and see the data. And I think that's how it really started. It was just small steps and just taking a look back. And I think as you've come full circle, it's been three months, but I think, I think myself and the team kind of feel, okay, it's a lot easier to get things done when you don't have to yeah. worry about all the process and the steps to get things yeah. done. Yeah. They're erased. So going back
0: three months, like when you first started – was the team or the company generally? Do you think were they aware that the process was, you know, not so great and needed to be changed, or or was that a new concept when you came in?
1: Yeah, I think it was a newer concept when I came in, and I'm mostly speaking just to the marketing side of things. Like FingerCheck, we brought on you know a lot of great new people like since in the last six six or so months. So I think we're kind of we're kind of kind of a little bit of a revolution across the company. But in terms of marketing, I think it was more about I think they. I think they realized now that they were working a little bit too much in terms of the, getting Mm -hmm. the idea like on a piece of paper and then running it through process. And I think now as we've moved forward and we can just have like a huddle, like I had a huddle before this call on an idea for content, we could just have a huddle and then we could tweak our strategy for next week and get something out. Like I think they realized Mm -hmm. it's like easy to be agile. And I, and I think there's a fine line between this two because right? you know yeah. don't, don't want to go to do burnout, and burnout happens when you're constantly being agile, so yeah. you have to you have to find like we're gonna find our balance, but it's more about you know like looking at the data in real time you know are people engaging with your content are you bringing in leads or is it you know the last thing you want to do is put something out there, whether it's a piece of content or working on anything and there's just nothing you're not seeing any views yeah. or traffic you know so I think it's it's all about making sure that we're putting in like the effort we put in drives impact and we're also not burning out at the same mm-hmm. time. So we're going to find that balance. But mm-hmm. I think in terms of just eliminating process kind of already takes away that burnout mentality in my mind, because you're not wasting time anymore.
0: Yeah. W- was this a hard sell for you to get people on board with, you know, cutting out parts of the process or were people like, yeah, have, you know, this makes immediate
1: sense to us. I think it was, you know, like it, it varied by team member. But also, mm-hmm. I think you have to take into account, you know, and I've been in this position before where you, you know, you've been, a, you get a new manager, and you kind of always have that reluctancy, right? Because you're on your own, you're, you fall back to your own strengths. You've been yeah. in the company a little bit longer. I felt this way too. And in the past, so I think it took a little bit, but I think just maybe thinking about the way I kind of manage teams or the way I, you know, I, I try to be as much low ego as possible. And like I said, I always try to manage to, teams, to, our, to my team strength, right? So, like I'm not gonna like force feed something that's just not gonna work'm gonna always find that middle ground and, and push towards something that does work right with that with my team so I think it was it wasn't that hard. it was just more of a i didn't rush them. I kind of let each team member kind of come to it as they're on their own on their own pace, but it didn't take long yeah. because I think we started seeing some results
0: mm, and not just right.
1: externally we started we just started putting out more and it didn't mm-hmm. and it felt like we were doing less i know, I know that sounds weird but I think we're executing more. Felt like we were doing less, and I think it kind of balanced out. And I think it's just mm-hmm. because the lack. It's just you don't want. Like I've done this too. I don't. I don't. I don't want to spend. Like you know, my my whole day perfecting a scope of work or our campaign idea. And you know, there there has to be work to be to, to be done. Right. There needs to be assets yeah. and things built. But there's ways you can cut things out that I think just make things a little bit easier.
0: Yeah. No, for sure. And it's. It sounds like you made a very smart move in, in in implementing this change in this kind of incremental way that you did. Like it's no nobody likes a, a new boss comes in and just changes everything, as though everything you've been doing before was crap. You know, like obviously that can't be true. And who is this new person who thinks that they know better than everyone who's been working here for you know several years? So that that seems like it was a good decision to kind of. You know, pump the brakes a little bit and get to know people and then introduce this gradually.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, a big part of that was just maybe my personality, but also just being in that situation before. Yeah. And, and feeling those feelings like, okay, things work, you know, not everything's perfect, but things work. Some things work, some things don't. And, less, and it's mm-hmm. always about leaning into what works and then going from there, you know? Like, yeah. You know, for as long sure. as you're part of something, we're part of a team, right? At the end of the day, we're part of a mm-hmm. marketing team, we're part of a company, we all should be flowing in the same direction, and it doesn't really matter who was here or who created it, because we're all going to take part in it and hopefully make it succeed. Yeah. I mean, as, you know, I, I
0: used to, before I do what I do now in podcast production, I was a copywriter at a medical device company, and it's based on that experience and just other, you know, people, creatives and marketers that I've talked to, it seems like, moving a little faster and trying stuff and getting stuff out there is just more, first of all, I I think it lends itself better to the way that B2B marketing works these days. And it also just seems, I don't know, more fun for, for a marketer more. You just get to try more things, you know, it just, it just seems like it would, it's, it's better for the team and for team morale as well.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I think, it, it's great for team morale. It's great to get. It's it's always great to see something you worked on, actually go live. Right? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's you know it's like that. You know, I felt in my. It's like that, like nervousness you get before pressing the, the, the publish on your email campaign or the publish on your social or anything like you. you kind of always get that feeling. Okay, like a little a little scared, but I think it's good, right? Because like you get to do that more often. When, yeah. in this way where right? I get to b- press the button and execute more often. I would say the one thing I always just want to like caution too is just making sure that you know a lot of what we're doing is just agile marketing. It's moving faster. It's reducing process. But we're not, we're, what I try to focus as much as possible is not being reactive as well, right? Because yeah. like you know, if you're you can be fast, but you don't want to be reactive, right? Because if you're moving, you have to always you know walk that fine line because the whole point is like you know just because a competitor is doing this, the market is turning this way. You know, you can't change everything. Yeah. Or you know, you gotta you gotta pull back and be proactive at the same time. So it's always it's always that fine line of balancing. But if you can do it, it works.
0: Right. Yeah. Right, for sure. But if you can find that kind of middle ground, that sweet spot, then it can it can be a win win-win, win, win win, win, or however many wins there are, right? For the team, yeah. for the content, for the for the people consuming the content, all of that.
1: Exactly. It's just about listening to your team. Yeah. You know, like you can, it's all about listening mm-hmm. to and getting getting feedback uh, from your team members and, and understanding, okay, this is like, let's pull back. Right. It's, it's, it's if, as long as you're going in as a one person show without getting feedback mm-hmm. from the team, then you, you'll go you'll cross the line. But as long as you're getting your team's feedback, you'll, you'll, you'll steady, you'll steady.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it, in my experience, there's like nothing worse for a marketer than spending a lot of time on something. And then it just totally flops. And you look back and you 're like, "What the hell were we doing all that time i mean I, I i've told this story in the podcast before, but just the short version of it when I was a copywriter at this medical device company, I was worked for it might have been like six months, might have been a full year on this one piece, and it was just a like copy dense kind of reference book for physicians and a paper product and as the copywriter, you know, I just spent countless hours writing and editing and going over every single word and every comma and all that. And after all this time, it finally went out. And I remember thinking like, okay, like we really put a lot of time into it. You know, this is gonna kick some ass. And a couple months later, I ran into a sales rep that I knew. And was like, hey, how is that guide? You know, how, how are you using that? Is that working well? And he kind of, at first he had no idea what I was talking about. And then he was like, "Oh yeah, oh that thing, yeah." I gave it out a little bit, but my doctors just threw it in the garbage. And I was like, "What? Why?" And he's like, "Oh, because they don't have they didn't have time to look at it." You know, it's no one has time to leaf through like a paper reference guide. They just look stuff up online. And the minute he said that, I was like, "Well, of course they do." And I also, but then I also felt kind of shitty. I was like, I. I mean, I wasn't the leader or anything. I was just a cog in the machine, but I, it made me feel bad. I'm like, wow, the, all that work I did was kind of for nothing. It's a bad feeling.
1: Yeah, yeah. I hear you. I mean, I think it's a terrible feeling. And I think we've all been there, right? That's happened to me. Like <laughs> As you are telling your story, I'm yeah. thinking of like a million times. Like, oh, how, how'd this go? How, how'd it go? Oh, yeah. I don't, and like, they're looking like they don't even know what you're talking about. This asset or whatever you created, infographic sellers, right. guys guy, whatever. And then sometimes you're like, Oh, I guess it, you know, and then you try to balance. Okay. Maybe it worked on the demand gen side. And then, you know, you're, you're wondering, okay, what,
0: mm-hmm. what did where did it go wrong?
1: Sobering moment. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, I guess if you're in marketing, that's always going to happen. Like not everything is going to be a home run or, or work at all. But, but, but I think, you know, to your point though, it, it's, if you're spending lots and lots and lots of time on that thing, it just increases the pain when it doesn't work, you know, or it's like putting too much importance on any one thing. But if you're moving, if you're more agile and putting a lot of stuff, but you know, like, okay, that didn't work. Okay. Let's learn what we can learn. Move on to the next thing. And that's just better. I think it, it, it produces better content.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Not to like throw sports references all the time, but it's like you want more bats, right? <laughs> you know, more like- reps. Like right? So like you want you like you know, like, you don't want to like wait all day to get your next shot or you don't want to be like depressed because that just happened and then your morale goes down. So as long as you're kind of staying up and getting more bats like with this with this method, you'll know that you'll hit again and you'll get you'll 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 do something great or you'll get that you'll instead involve yeah. in there, get that slack or that or that shout out from sales like this really helped. And you're like yep. and then that that's all you need sometimes, right, to keep going.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Right. Well, Really cool conversation. I, I I'm always happy when I get a chance to tell that story <laughs> about no, about my like failed it. marketing efforts.
1: So <laughs> it was good. We all love our failures. I do. I always reflect. Right. Because yeah. some there's some good stuff in there. Right. It could take out and try again yeah. or just you know whatever.
0: Well, every time I tell the story, I, I get a little better at it, you know, tweak it just a little <laughs> bit. But, but anyway, Christian. So, I mean, there's so much more we could dig into. But for for folks who want to continue the conversation and get to know you better, what's the best way to connect with you?
1: Yeah, I mean, on LinkedIn, I'm on Twitter. Yeah, email cconklin at fingercheck dot com. You know, definitely wherever. I'm always I'm always willing, always you know, love to chat and learn from other marketers and just kind of get a sense of what everyone else is doing. I think COVID since post COVID. I, I started leveraging LinkedIn as more of a tool. I think everyone did, and you yeah. start to you start to see all these other marketers, and they're brilliant marketers who are you know have day jobs just like us, and they're on, and they're sharing they're they got into they get into a way of sharing their their secret sauce or they're sharing their what's going yep. on in their teams. And I think for me, I just really I love it. I love following a, you know you know any all marketers on LinkedIn, understanding where they're going through. I, I find ideas there. There's a lot of great B2B marketing groups, so I'm always willing and I would always love to chat with anybody. Cause it's, I just, that's where I, I you know, you kind of get a, you kind of get good ideas and engagement and you, you don't Absolutely. feel alone as much because marketing can be, you know, as, as much as we say, like I, my ethos is like, I'm always revenue focused. And mm-hmm. I think with B2B, with B2B marketing, you're always, you know, you're not, you're always, you're always, your your goal is to help sales. It's helped, it's yep. help sales. help It's help Marketing is help sales, easy, make sales easier. Right. And drive revenue. And not that we're order takers. Right. You have to, there's, you always have to establish that partnership. Yeah. But I think, you know, always learning and getting, getting a sense of what works and what doesn't from other, from other marketers helps you keep that relationship as well, like balanced and you kind of keep yourself balanced because the last thing you want to do mm-hmm. is once your North star kind of goes out and you're, you're optimizing or something that you shouldn't be optimizing for, we all get in that we you do a lot of work and that impact might be big, but it's not going to be big in terms of revenue or in terms yeah. of leads. And that also is a thing you don't want as a marketer or at least new age marketers <laughs> now, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, 100%. Well, great stuff. And we'll put your contact info in the show notes. So to make it easy for listeners to connect with you. And uh, well, thank you so much, Christian, for a great conversation. Really happy you uh, you made time for the show.
1: No, thank you. I appreciate it. It was, it was really great.
0: That's it for this episode of the B2B Content Show. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, or you know someone who you think would be a great guest, let us know. You can contact me at jeremy at That's c-o-n-n-versa.com.